Welcome back to another episode of the IAS Shortcast. This is the one-stop shop for a movie fan on the go. Today's episode, films I'm excited for. Welcome to another episode of the IAS Shortcast. This is the home of the movie fan on the go. Today's episode is going to be a good one. It's a good one, guys. We're talking about the most anticipated movies of 2020. I'm excited. But first, I want to be I want to come clean with you guys. I want to talk about that last episode. That first episode technically. I'm going to call this I'm going to call it the first episode technically, but it's really not. We had an episode that came out a year ago. Uh, a little a little bit more than a year ago, a year and a, a year and about a two months ago, last year in 2018, I released the first episode of my podcast and it did not go well. I I just hated my voice. I hated everything that came out of it. I just hated the audio quality and I just decided no podcasts aren't for me. But recently I've been watching and listening to a lot of podcasts and let me tell you what, they're fun. They're fun to do. Um, last week's episode with uh, my guest and my co-host actually, she's not here today, but uh, my co-host uh, Jewel was pretty fun. I mean we, we were talking about movies and stuff, but I gotta be real guys, it's my first time doing a podcast so... I just had to come and say, uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of what went down there. I almost didn't post that. I almost did not post that podcast. But I had to because, you know, you gotta you gotta rip the bandit off sometime. You gotta get used to your voice. And I'm not a big fan of my voice. And I'll, I know some of you guys out there maybe aren't fans of your voices too. And, you know, you just kind of cringe when you hear yourself speak on, on, on camera. But, you know... I'll just rip the bandaid off. This 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 one is, is I'm more excited for this one because I've actually got a plan laid out. The last time I didn't have a plan laid out, I just kind of went verbatim and just talked about something that I, I just came to mind, and that's not really that's the opposite of verbatim. What am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying, guys. Apparently this week's the same. Never mind. Uh yeah. So I've got a few movies laid out here that I'm going to talk about. I've got a few topics. We're going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about the website. We're going to be talking about YouTube. We're going to be talking about 1917. The Mercy just. Uh, just mercy, sorry. The garage. We've got a bunch of topics. The boss. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of things to talk about here. But off the top, I want to talk about a movie that I just came out of seeing, and that is Just Mercy. Now, this episode is filmed a week before it comes out, and I'll tell you what. I didn't have time to talk about it last week because I was uh, we, we, I had a good I had a co-host and we we're talking about some of the best movies of the year. But let me tell you what this movie deserves. It. I just have to talk about this movie. Just Mercy is one of my favorite movies of 2020 and guys i get it it's it, it, on on rotten tomatoes it says it's a 2019 movie it maybe it was released a few months ago i get it but it's really not a 2019 movie it's a 2020 movie uh, in my opinion i just saw this like a few days ago and i'll tell you what it, it's it's awesome it's it's one of those movies that just gets you you know you, you just look at it and Oh my god, I mean, I, I also saw Like a Boss, which was, uh, oof, oof, Tiffany Haddish, and um, it, it was just, it was terrible. So coming out of Like a Boss, I had to go see a good movie, so I went in to go see Just Mercy, and it was everything I expected it to be, and more. So yeah, guys, if you get the chance, go see Just Mercy. It's probably in the second weekend now, playing in select theaters, but if you get the chance, go see it. It's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who also directed uh, who's also directing, sorry, the next Marvel movie, Shang-Chi, you know, and that, that's exciting, that, that is exciting, uh, it's, he's an Asian character, Shang-Chi, a martial artist, uh, I think, I'm not so sure, I, I'm not really too familiar with these new characters Marvel is, is dealing with now, but it looks exciting, uh, yeah, these, the, this cast is filled with just MCU stars, we've got Michael B. Jordan, uh, Brie Larson, and Rob Morgan, which is just 
an amazing cast to say the least uh rob morgan of course is in the daredevil shows and not just daredevil but he's in daredevil luke cage the defenders iron fist he's in those shows and he's just one of those characters that appears in all of them and he's just insane i love him uh tim <laughs> tim blake nason uh sorry tim blake nelson is from the incredible hulk so literally the first five names that pop up except jamie fox are from the mcu which which i mean at this point at this point it's it's not a shock i mean everybody in hollywood is in the mcu so that that that's something that really got me interested and you know sometimes you know you just sit there going wow the mcu just has some of the best actors directors filmmakers of all time and they're just working on these movies behind the scenes and the best casting director of all time and susan everybody in these movies is just fantastic so i'm just here looking at the rotten tomatoes and I'm shocked. I I haven't seen this. I, it's my first time looking at the Rotten Tomatoes for Rise of Skywalker, and it's sitting at a fifty three percent. I I thought for some reason I thought it was at a seventy. I thought Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker was at a seventy percent, which okay, fair enough. But here I'm looking at Jumanji. Jumanji's sitting at a seventy one percent, which it deserves a little bit. Maybe I'd go for an eighty five for Jumanji, maybe about a seventy on Rise of Skywalker. Little Women, Little Women. Dara, it's uh. Greta Gorig movie, you know, she, oddly enough, Greta Gorig and uh, her husband both directed two of two of my favorite movies of 2019, which I hadn't, I wasn't able to put on my tw- my top list because I hadn't seen them yet. I did see Marriage Story, and it is on the list actually, but uh, Little Women is not on the list because I, I did not have I did not have the chance to see it on time. Apparently, it's a 2019 movie. I don't, I I don't get it. It's not 2019. It came out like a few days ago. It's that's not. That's not true. It's a 2020 movie. Um, it says here December 25, which maybe I actually you know. Yeah, I think it did come out December 25. But again, some of these movies are just insanely good. Like they're just insanely good. And Greta Gerwig has just proven herself to be one of the best filmmakers of her age, and she's just she's incredible. Um, speaking of incredible movies, the Oscars. Wow. I mean. I thought last year was bad, but this year has just gotten worse. Uh, no host. Again, why? I get last year, you, you had to fire Kevin, which, by the way, firing Kevin Hart was the worst decision the Oscars have ever made, possibly. But yeah, I get it. They fired Kevin Hart, and they had no host. It was late notice and everything. I get that. Why are they doing it again this year? You can get a host. What? Why are they not doing a host? I don't get that. You know, the Oscars are built on the host. I mean, I get it. Yeah, best picture, best actor. Yeah, sure. We all come for that. But really, most of us just come for the host, and we just come to see the the opening monologue and just see some of the some 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 of the presentations, which you know it's, I'm kind of not excited for this anymore. I have on my notepad here in capitals, I'm not excited, which yeah, I'm not excited at all. I mean, the the nominees list, which is gonna be coming out pretty soon here. I think it usually comes out in February. The nominees list is gonna look good. Uh, if it if it has come out by the time this podcast is out, I apologize because I'm recording this in advance. I haven't seen anything yet, but the in my, coming to my head right now, I think some of the nominees will 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 be uh will, will be great. And l- let me take a look here. I don't know what I was. Yeah, some of the nominees will be great. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Let me pull up my list here. I've, I've, I'm working on an article for the website. Uh, if you guys don't know, we run a website iasfilms.net. Be sure to check it out. But I'm 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 working on an article, and it's some of, it's about the Oscars. And let me just pull it up real quick. Uh, it's a predictions list: who should win, and who will win. So for best actor here, I've got laid out a few names. 
And yeah, I mean, I might be wrong, but I think this is kind of how the Oscars are going to go forward. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I think he has a good chance of not only getting nominated, but he has a good possibility of winning. But I don't think he's going to win or I don't think he should. I don't even think he should win. Robert De Niro. uh, Fantastic. Adam Driver. Marriage Story, Christian Bale, Ford v. Ferrari, and the weird one here is Antonio Banderas, which I thought he gave a great performance. I don't think he's he's good enough to win, but I do think he's good enough to get nominated. But I don't know if he will get nominated. But my should win for Best Actor is actually Robert De Niro. What he does in that movie is insane. He, I mean, I get it. The CGI is kind of is off sometimes and maybe his performance is kind of molded by CGI, which I don't I don't I don't subscribe to that notion. I think the performance is really given beforehand. And we've seen bad performances with great CGI. And that just doesn't work. So Robert De Niro is my should win. Because some of the things he does is incredible. I mean, he plays himself at the age of 80. He plays himself at the age of 90. But just not, not just that. He plays himself at the age of 30. And the age of 40. And the age of 50. And there are some moments there when you can tell, okay, yeah, he, he's got, he, his body's weak. And you can tell that he's a 30-year-old man that looks like he has got the body of a 70-year-old man. Which, okay, fair enough. But some of the acting, just face acting, is incredible. You know, he, he's got, he, can't, he can't control what his body looks like at this age. He looks old, fair enough. But I think he should win. But I'm not against who I think will win. And that's Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver has a chance of winning the Oscar. Not only getting nominated, but also winning for marriage for marriage stories are and if he does win i'm not gonna protest i'm fine with him i think he gave a pretty good performance i pretty great performance actually you know him and scarlett johansson both gave gave incredible performances i thought scarlett johansson was much better in the movie which is why when i take a look at my best actress list here i've got scarlett johansson nominated for marriage story lupita nyong'o for us Wang Yuan for An Elephant Sitting Still, which, by the way, most people have not seen that movie. Go check that movie out. An Elephant Sitting Still is one of the best Asian movies I've seen in a very long time. It's it's, it's almost as good as Parasite, which leads on to my next nominated list here. Uh, Park So Dam from Parasite. She was incredible. Uh, Nguyen Marlint from A Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I, I, I didn't even know her name. I had to Google her name. But that movie is my third favorite movie of 2019. And it's, it's one of the best. But who do I think should win? I think I think Scarlett Johansson has a chance of winning. And not only that, I think she should win. I think she's one of the best, but I don't think it's just her alone. I think Lupita Nyong'o gives an equally great performance in Us. I get it, I get it. It's a genre film and it's, an, it's a horror. So, you know, there's a low chance she'll get nominated and there's a low chance she'll win and there's a low chance she'll... Because she's black too. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Racism. Um, but no, I think she should win. Uh, both of them should win, Scarlett Johansson and Lupita Nyong'o, both of them are equally good in my opinion, but I think the actual winner here is going to be Scarlett Johansson, she has a higher chance of taking the Oscar home, which leads on to my director's list, this was a tough one, this was a tough year, because there is about 50 directors, there's about 50 directors this year, that I would personally hand the Oscar to, each one of them is just as good, but I've managed to nail it down to five people. And that is Robert Eggers for The Lighthouse. Lulu Wang for The Farewell, which is just incredible. Celine Sciami for Lady, uh, sorry, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. James Gray for Ad Astra. And Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. 
Um, in my opinion, personally, I think Taika Waititi should win that Oscar. I think it might, it's not the best. It's not the best movie of 2020, Sorry, twenty nineteen, not twenty twenty. But I do think he is the best director, and you know, directing and best movie kind of go hand in hand. But sometimes. A director will do a better job in a movie than other directors who made a better movie. It's weird to say, but you know, there's something about uh, Jojo Rabbit which there's a balancing act there. You're you're making a movie about a boy who, in his you know, in, in during like all he just he he has this imaginary friend of Hitler, which that on its own is insane. You you cannot do that. But again, it's based in Nazi Germany. There's a lot of crazy... They, they do have, like, scenery here. There's one thing about shoes that they do in this movie, which they set it up perfectly earlier in the movie, and then they pay it off, which just incredible. And Taiko Titi has to take that balancing act of comedy. To, you know, there's a, there's some of the funniest scenes of 2019, some of the funniest moments in 2019 are from Jojo Rabbit. But on the other hand, some of the saddest and some of the deepest and some of the most dramatic and some of the best symbolism in 2019 is also from Jojo Rabbit. There Again, that scene with the shoes and they set it up perfectly. It's kind of hinted at, at the beginning, which everybody knew. Like, it's not something that's hinted at, but you have to look at the corner. It's it, it's there. It's shown. But it's not something that's made, uh, made account of. But then it's brought back at the end of the movie. And wow. I mean, there's something about that that's just not just not just professional. But also mature, that Taika Waititi can take a topic that's as sensitive as you know the Nazi Germany, and you know the regime, and flip it on its head and bring some comedy out of that. But not just that, but take the satire and put the satire aside. Also, take the deep moments out, take the sad moments out. Just extract all of those deep sad moments in there and there's a story arc with a girl who's being kept uh inside the house like hidden under her house and in in in, you know by scarlett johansson's character in that movie guys come on i mean you know that was that was a great scene that was that not great scene that was a great uh, arc for that character that's a great story arc uh yeah so in my opinion uh taiko titi should win for best director which leads on to some something that I think directors do have a hand in, and that's best cinematography. And this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, obviously, obviously, we've got the lighthouse, which is shot in black and white, and is you know a different aspect ratio. We've got Ad Astra, which has some of the slickest and cleanest cinematography I've ever seen. We've got 1917, which I personally did. <laughs> I personally do not like the cinematography in 1917, but I think it will get nominated because of the whole one-take aspect. I've got The King, which I think is actually the 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 best cinematography on there. Um, but then I've got Portrait of Lady on Fire. So this one's tough. I think The King has better cinematography, but I also think Portrait of a Lady on Fire deserves the cinematography nomination uh, win. Sorry. Because of some of the things they do. And I'm not going to spoil it. But there's this whole arc with the painting that goes. You know from. It just the painting changes every scene. And it's some of the best symbolism. And some of the best imagery I've seen in my life. So my personal opinion of who should win the Oscar. Is Portrait of Lady on Fire. But who will win? I think the Lighthouse will win. And again. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be rolling in my sleep if you know the lighthouse won or anything like that. I mean it it's deserving. It's got some good cinematography. But it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of basic with the cinematography. And again, that's kind of the the, the thing there. So I I do have best screenplay, best animated feature, and best original score, which I I, I haven't been able to figure out yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it up and then maybe next episode I'll talk about best screenplay, animated feature, and original score. Um, but yeah, f- let's move on to the final aspect here, and that is best picture. And I think there's no question here. Uh, the first nominated film will be The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is probably gonna be nominated. The Heiresses, which most people are not even gonna think about, is not gonna be nominated, but I think it should be nominated. Knives Out. I think it should be nominated. I don't know what the, I, I, I genuinely do not know what's gonna happen. I think it's, it should be nominated. I don't know if it will be nominated. In Fabric, which uh, I loved, but I don't think it's going to be nominated. The Lighthouse, obviously. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, obviously. The King, obviously. A Hidden Life, obviously. Uh, Parasite, I don't think it will be nominated, but if it does, that would be awesome. Ad Astra would be awesome, but I don't think it's even going to be looked at for a nominations list. And Marriage Story, which is my which 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 is another one here. So who do I think should win the Oscar? I think the light, the lighthouse should win the Oscar, and I think the lighthouse will win the Oscar, and I think everybody's in agreement with that because you know it's just one of those movies that comes out and it is good. Don't get me wrong, I love it. It's good, but it's also one of those movies that's pretty much Oscar bait, and that Oscar bait is not a bad word. People tend to think of Oscar bait as something bad. It's not something bad, but you know it's it's one of those movies that I think should definitely win, and if it wins, I would be excited. I would be happy. And yeah, that article is going to be going up on the channel um, on the 15th, which I'm excited for, 15th of January. So yeah, let me talk a little bit about the the website real quick, because uh, yeah, we currently run a website called, called, sorry, website called IAS Films. It's IASfilms.net. Uh, it's an article website where we just post articles about, you know, movie reviews and, and, and blogs and, 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 and movie news and everything in the movie sphere. You know, if you're excited about that stuff, it would be amazing if you guys went and, you know, subscribed to our website and just checked it out. We run a blog and we also run a YouTube channel. And our YouTube channel is, it's all subjective, IAS Films. So you just go on YouTube, search bar, search IAS Films, you'll you'll love what you see. Uh, we post uh, almost daily videos. We try to keep it daily, but sometimes, you know, we're too busy and we upload, you know, we skip a day or two. Um, but I think we should move to the matter at hand. And talk about my most anticipated movies of 2020. <laughs> this one is going to be fun. Because there are a lot of movies that I'm excited for. And I think that it's only fair to talk about them. So let's take a look here. What movies are coming out this year. Obviously, we've got Tenet. Which is just insane. Tenet looks like it's gonna be one of those movies that just gets you. It's gonna it's gonna look like one of those. It's, it's probably gonna be akin to Inception, not in the way it's told, but in the way it impacted you know a generation of people. There's one specific movie that nobody's excited for here. It's called Wendy, which is kind of like a Peter Pan movie. I'm excited for that one. And there was a trailer that came out recently, which looked amazing. Um, not many people are talking about it, but I think it's gonna be great. 
Um, which leads on to a topic that most people aren't talking about, which is getting to my nerves, and that is Denis Villeneuve's next movie, Dune. Dune is going to be one of those movies that just impacts a generation. It's going to be, in 15 years, I think people are going to look back and go, whether it's a good movie or not, just go, this movie impacted a generation. That's because Denis Villeneuve is one of the most influential directors of his time. I don't think there's a better director out there. And he, I think, working today, he's the best director working today that's not from the 90s or 80s. Just a director who started in today's day and age, today's generation. Obviously, Martin Scorsese is the best director working today, but he's an older director. So I don't consider him of this generation. He's two generations ago. So of this generation, I think, you know, there's Christopher Nolan, there's Denis Villeneuve, we got James Mangold. I think uh, this guy is the best director working today. There's uh, a movie called The Photograph, which is coming out, which looks amazing. There's a bunch of movies, Call of the Wild, which uh, starring Harrison Ford, The Invisible Man, which is uh, which looks exciting, you know, directed by Lee Lee Winnell, who um, obviously from uh, fame with James Wan. We've got a Pixar movie which I am most excited for. It's my most excited, anticipated movie of 2020, and that's Onward, directed by Dan Scallon. And you know, obviously, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. But it looks like it's gonna also be a sad tale. And it's gonna be a you know, an emotional tale. Which it's Pixar, of course, it's gonna be. You know, we've got a Quiet Place two coming up. Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. All looks exciting. But I think the movie that most people here are looking forward to, coming out in a few months, is the final James Bond movie with Daniel Craig, the twenty fifth Bond movie, No Time to Die, which looks incredible i mean they they just announced that uh the score is being worked on by uh by the guy from what's his name the guy from hold on give me one second i'm just the score is being worked on the guy from the dark knight movies i cannot remember his name but dan romer was fired and it was replaced by he was replaced by Hans Zimmer, and that just that's just incredible news. And again, Hans Zimmer has done a lot of great scores, and he's just one of those composers that uh, I think probably he's probably like we're looking at the best director working today, not the best director, the best composer working today in in Hans Hans Zimmer, and he's coming back to compose um, No Time to Die, and that looks amazing. And he's also he's you know he's composed uh, Inception, he's composed a bunch of movies. But Tenet is, again, speaking of Inception, Tenet is my most anticipated movie of 2019. 20, sorry, 2020. Uh, Onward is my most anticipated animated film. And, uh, Tenet is my most anticipated general film. Um, it's being composed by Ludwig uh, Goresson, who composed Black Panther and The Mandalorian, which, by the way, The Mandalorian was just incredible. It's being composed by those guys. And let me tell you what, I mean... Some of the scores here are just awesome. They're just, you know, they're great scores. And some of the movies are going to be amazing. And I'm excited for these movies. I mean, we've got Trolls, which, I mean, I'm not a fan of, but it looks great. Antlers. Antlers, directed by Scott Cooper. It looks like a horror film, but I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be incredible. Black Widow. I'm not a fan of the trailers, but I think it was a good movie. The second trailer really got me. The second trailer got me. I was watching with my sister. It was incredible. And the woman, the woman in the window, with uh, directed by Joe Wright, who directed a bunch of awesome movies. You know, uh, he directed the the British Prime Minister movie. I cannot remember the British Prime Minister's name, but you know, it starred Gary, Gary Oldman, who's in this movie as well. There's a Scooby Doo movie, which 
Okay, fair enough. Artemis Fowl, which looks like a new Harry Potter kind of the style and 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 and, and tone. We've got Soul, which is directed by Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor, of course, who directed uh, Inside Out and a bunch of other great, uh, great Pixar movies. And Soul looks to be like one of those movies that's just gonna get you. It looks to be like a movie like Coco. You know, one of those movies you get every ten years. And it looks incredible. Top Gun Maverick. Most people are excited. Anticipative. Most most people are excited for it. Sorry, looks great. We've got Minions: The Rise of Gru. Okay, fair enough. I'm not a fan of it, but okay. Ghostbusters, and finally Jungle Cruise. Which that's my list. The I I just listed out 20 movies. Those are my favorite movies or my most anticipated movies of uh, 2020. Yeah, guys, my voice is kind of wearing out, and I don't think I'll be able to talk for that longer. So I think I'm gonna wrap up the uh, podcast here. I appreciate you guys checking out this podcast. It was a bunch of fun to record. Uh, yeah, I'm doing this at 8.50 in the morning, and uh, I'm going to have to edit this and release it for next week. So hopefully I don't forget to edit it. Um, thank you guys for checking out, taking a look at this uh, podcast. And uh, if you guys are, if you guys are uh, were a fan of what you heard today, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's all subjective, IAS Films. Uh, go subscribe to our website, IASFilms.net. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out this podcast. I think it's going to be a great podcast coming out this week. It's coming out on iTunes, Spotify, all the sorts. Yeah, if you're interested, go check it out. And yeah, I love it. Just remember, it's all subjective.